Here we are today with an update of the Waconia Pulse, focusing on how the virus has affected our local economy, real estate, and what's happening in our community. So we're going to be addressing and talking about all of these things here today on the Waconia Pulse. Welcome to the Waconia Pulse, a community-based podcast presented by the Smothers and Falk Realty Group, highlighting all things Waconia and the surrounding area. The Smothers and Falk Realty Group consists of licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Advantage Plus. Now, here's the Waconia Pulse. Welcome back to the show. We are the Smothers and Falk Realty Group, your trusted real estate guides. My name is Laura Falk, and here with me today are teammates Ben Smothers and Ann Smothers, and special guest Kelly Seitz, the president of the Waconia Chamber of Commerce. Welcome, Kelly. We're so excited to have you and appreciate that you took some time out of your day to join us. Thanks so much, Laura. I am thrilled to be here to talk about Waconia. Uh, We have so much to talk about today. First, what's been happening since our episode one. Uh, Then we are going to talk Waconia economy and tourism with Kelly and finish with some info on new developments in Waconia. Let's dig right in. Uh, First off, Ben and I attended Remax's annual convention in Vegas. Uh, We learned a lot taking courses and listening to some great presentations. I took away a lot of information regarding new technologies and ideas for digital marketing and had some fun networking with other agents too. I think the big point that executives at at Remax were trying to make was that it's still a very relationship-based business. And as much as, uh, you know, the overall industry is trying to tell you that it might not be with all the new websites and everything. It's definitely based on relationships. And I think that's what Laura and I were wanting to, uh, you know, take back to Waconia and make sure, you know, that it is a small community and we're here for uh, the relationship, not just the strict uh, transaction piece. Yeah. Yeah. They did mention iBuyers a lot. And, you know, obviously there's things out there to change our industry with, you know, different technologies or quick offers or we'll buy buy your house, you know, now and you don't have to worry about anything. Kind of really appealing to the convenience, you know, that people are looking for. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think people still are looking for a trusted guide to help them through this, this big uh, transaction on an investment, you know, their biggest investment that they're making in life. So it was refreshing to hear that relationships definitely are important and was kind of one of the central themes of the whole conference. For sure. Well, let's switch gears here to what's been happening in Waconia since uh, our last and uh, our first episode. Um, a new store uh, front has opened up in downtown Waconia called Hustle and Heart Sports. It sells new and used sporting goods equipment with uh, accessories for all seasons. They also provide uh, some important services such as skate sharpening, award metal engraving, custom trophies, and letterman jackets. They are located um, right across from our Remax office, actually, on Kelly. Olive. What is that Olive? That's Olive. Olive, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great uh, thing just to have in town. You know, a lot of we've got a lot of hockey in all levels, all ages, and having a, a skate, you know, an option, another option for skate sharpening. I know mm-hmm. people will really enjoy that too. You can also sell your used equipment there. And they take cash for your equipment, gently used. Mm -hmm. Nice. Also in Waconia, we've had a ton of winter sports go to state. So we had uh, state-bound athletes in wrestling. Wrestling went with individuals as well as a team, the whole team. And they actually finished Constellation Champs. They sent eight individuals and two came out on top with state champion titles. Uh, Gymnastics also was represented in the state tournament uh, for Waconia. Alpine skiing, boys swimming. We had a couple of boys compete as well as recently girls basketball. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. The wrestling team to put eight individuals at the state tournament and have two uh, two champs is pretty cool to uh, 
to, to say for a community in a school like that. And I know Max Macinelli, he's only a freshman, so it'll be kind of fun to watch him uh, in the next few years too. As realtors, we are often called upon to be the authority and expert in the arena of people's personal lives and largest investments, that being their purchase of real estate. Within the last two weeks, most of our lives have been turned upside down from what we would consider a normal functioning world. We are not sure of what might come next, but we are confident that we will get through this short-term hardship. One week ago, we recorded our podcast and decided with the day-to-day events unfolding that we would talk a little bit about the housing market. So we're going to try to put your mind at ease and talk, first of all, that this is not the 2008 housing crisis. It is understandable to jump to some conclusions along those lines, but the differences are plenty. First of all, the mortgage standards are nothing like they were back then. The housing market is not the driver of this recession. Prices are not soaring out of control as they were back in 2008. Price appreciation, we know, has been quite strong in certain areas, and we are seeing an average appreciation rate of 5.5% a year, nothing like the highs of 2004-2005 before the crash. We feel there is a difference in today's real estate market, even considering the current events of our day-to-day lives. Again, nobody really knows you know, how long this is going to last. So I just wanted to highlight a few of the differences and bring us all back to reality that this is something that is fairly short-term, we feel, and that we are now just using best practices going forward of how we can keep everybody safe and healthy when they are out looking for homes or listing their homes or talking to their real estate agents. We are, you know, very aware that, you know, people are concerned about this virus. Absolutely. Those are some very uh, good comparisons and facts and and helpful because in a time of fear, we can kind of go back to the last big thing we remember, like that 2008 crash. So thank you so much for sharing some of those uh, stats back and forth, Anne. That was was helpful. Best practices. So with all of this, we have been working as a brokerage on coming up with some best practices based on CDC and Minnesota Department of Health recommendations. As in our industry, we are in close contact with people. So a few of those items include a buyer questionnaire and a seller questionnaire Uh, with items like, do you have a fever? Do you have a cough or are experiencing difficulty breathing or shortness of breath? Have you had contact with a person who has a confirmed case? If you have traveled outside the U.S. within the past 14 days, do you have signs of fever, respiratory illness, including cough? So the point of this is obviously for buyers and sellers to complete. And if they have answered yes to any of those questions, they're not able to enter the property uh, or show allow their property to be shown. Yeah, I think the timing was a little unique the other day. I actually had a seller who was going to be listing their home in the next couple of weeks. And they sent a message saying, Hey, what are we, are there any precautions we need to take about having people in our home? And the next day our brokerage uh, sent out these best practices. So, you know, that, that shows me that they're looking out for us, looking out for our, you know, our clients, our consumers, obviously health is the uh, top priority and to make this last as short as we can make it. Our brokerage is actually recommending that we don't hold any open houses at this time. We can do virtual open houses. With video today, we can let people see inside homes. We can send them to clients that don't want to get out. And I think things, you know, because we all are so technically savvy now, we can actually see a home without having to go through it. And 
Um, there are some really good options out there. And I do think that, you know, on the day to day, you know, you're stuck in a, your house and you're not sure what to do. My goodness, you can, there's lots of things to see on the internet as far as what's happening in the housing market and our listings and other, other listings as well. Since this is a community-based podcast, you know, focused on uh, the community as well as real estate, let's chat about how we're, what we're, what trends we're seeing with uh, sellers and buyers and what we can talk to our clients about and, and to reassure them that, you know, we're not going to be as affected as the, uh, as the coasts are right now. Well, I think for sure for sellers, there was such a cushion of buyers out there. I mean, we literally had multiple offers constantly on, on so many homes. And I think even if a, f- a percentage of the buyers fall out, we're still going to have that strong buyer demand. And I think that is still going to continue after this is over. Um, we This area is an anomaly to the national statistics. Minneapolis-St. Paul itself always seems to do kind of outpace what other areas are doing. And the Waconia market in general is as well an anomaly because I think this is going to continue to just be a very desirable area to move to. And we have, you know, after this is over, we are still going to have restaurants. We're still going to have bars. We're, you know, our hospital is the best in the area. We have so much to offer. And I just don't want people to feel like it's all going to come to an end because I don't feel it is. And especially thinking about, you know, the recommendations for the isolation or the the quarantine being, you know, 50 plus groups of 50 plus. Well, when are we with 50 people in a house or, you know, even groups of 10 or more, that is another recommendation. And it's, it's you and your client. And, you know, if you're just practicing these best practices and and being smart about health and sanitizing surfaces and and washing your hands, that's, that's the best that you can do. And, and I think unfortunately in a time where it's unsettling, we, we can get anxious or fearful of, you know, what, what shouldn't we be doing? But um, with those recommendations in mind, I mean, there's no reason why we can't be showing houses and, and no reason why people um, need to be fearful if they're following those guidelines. And I've actually had quite a few conversations with sellers recently, and people are still very motivated to sell their homes. That has not stopped with this short-term crisis. Let's start talking a little bit about the stock market. How can we not? Because it has been, as my financial advisor said, it's been a lumpy, rocky type of market. Obviously, they don't know what's going to happen either. But I will say, in the past, the flight to real estate from the stock market has always been great. The value of your real estate probably isn't going to decline like the stock market. And during these trying and difficult times, it still might be a you know the, the best investment and value that you can have out there. Yeah, nobody really knows what you know what the future is going to be with uh, how the real estate market reacts to the overall crisis here. But we do know that for buyers, interest rates are still really low. They can get in and uh, have a very nice monthly payment on a home that they thought they maybe couldn't afford two years ago. And uh, on the flip side, sellers are still getting record high uh, sale prices. So I think that's a little reassuring. Obviously, we'll see what happens in the next uh, couple of months here. But I think real estate is going to I agree. It's going to sustain this us all. It it props up people during a recession, and sometimes it's the only piece of the marketplace that actually is sustainable during downtimes. So as you're hearing, there's a lot, a lot of information that we're throwing at you that we're talking about, and 
you know, give us a call. I know, <laughs> I know you're at home. Um, so feel free if you've got questions about buying or selling or what's going on, interest rates, you know, we're here to be a resource for you and, and are happy to answer all those questions for you and, you know, reassure you in this time. And even if you just want somebody to talk to about where are, where am I at or what is a, you know, potential value of my home in six months might be, or if you just need some therapy, just give us a call. We are open for business. So let's, let's flip the conversation around. What can we do during this time in our community? First off, our community has really reached out to support each other, especially in the restaurant industry with the takeout or curbside change that they are following. Uh, there is a new Facebook group called Waconia Takeout and Delivery Options Amid COVID-19. It's a public group. There are over 700 members already just within the last few days. It's a great uh, place to go to find what different restaurants are doing um, in the area. There's fun specials, um, family meal deals, and um, you know different things that the restaurants are doing to try to stay afloat and um, supported. So great, great info back there. I've seen different owners say, we sold out of our special. Thank you so much, Waconia. So just a, a tribute to our community really uh, coming together during an uncertain time. So that's one of the big uh, big things you can do is support your local restaurants. And uh, another recommendation, they said, you know, buy some gift cards, use them later. You know, anything that you can do uh, within your own means to help is is much appreciated. Yeah. And even if you got to go get takeout, it at least gets you out of the house for a little bit. Absolutely. So let's run through that list of uh, local restaurants that's, uh, you know, on that Wakoni takeout and delivery options. Uh, we got Culver's, Elite Nutrition, Garage Bar and Bowl, Ground Round Grill and Bar, Hopper's Bar and Grill, Iron Tap, Lola's Lake House, Mocha Monkey, Pangea Cafe, Reyes Teca, Subway, The Main Scoop, Waconia Saloon, Waconia Unhinged Pizza, Vandy's Grill, Bakery on Main, Mac and Tunes, Fine Foods, Kidoba, Etc. Cafe, and uh, The Golden Dragon. The reason I wanted to go through that list is it's not only good for this time, but also need to be re- refreshed of all the different, you know, and unique and different style of restaurants we have in Waconia because sometimes we don't uh, always think of them. So a week ago, we had Kelly Seitz on, who was the chamber president, and she was talking about all the wonderful f- things about Waconia, which has not changed. So we have to keep that in mind that, you know, things are, are a little different right now. But what hasn't changed are all those great things that she talked about in this community. And we just wanted to um, make that clear to everybody that when this is over, hopefully everything will go back to where the way it was. So here's our interview with Kelly that was recorded a week ago. We hope you enjoy it. Thanks again for being here. Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and your background? Thanks again for inviting me to be here on your show. You know, I am a Washington State girl. I grew up there and my husband was transferred to the Chanhassen area back in 99. And so we moved out here, never been to Minnesota, and wondering, you know, where should we live? And we did a little circle around Chan and Chaska. And then the realtor that we had then said, well, you might want to take a look at Waconia. And it felt like a drive. And the more we did it, we did it several times. And it's a beautiful drive to Waconia from Chanhassen, which is like 10 miles. And uh, we ended up having lunch on the lake at what what is now Lola's Lake House. And we just said, why would we live anywhere else? 
we have to live in Waconia. And so we moved to Waconia, and we lived here for three years. And there was about 3,000 people in town then. Not very much action on Highway 5. It was a small town, and we just loved it so much. We moved there because there was a gazebo, Carver County Fair right in town. Like, who has that? And uh, just a number of shops and the... You know, we stopped in and met one of the principals at the school. It was just very caring, warm uh, reception from everywhere we went, different shops. And uh, so we moved to Waconia, loved it. And then we, we, my husband was transferred again, so we left Waconia. But then a few years later, we had occasion to move anywhere we wanted. And Bill, again, found a job in uh, Chanhassen. So we moved back to Waconia. So we're the people that we lived there two times, and we're so glad this uh, time we've been there 14 years, and now there's you know close to 13,000 people in town. So it's changed dramatically in the economy, the offerings. We talked a little bit last time too about you know people seem to talk about just the exponential growth we've had in Waconia, and you know it's the pre-target and the post-target eras. And but uh, the cool part as well with the growth is that it's still kind of on its own. Island. A lot of people say, you know, it's not connected to Victoria. It's not connected to Chaska. There's that gap that eventually one day will probably come together. But but, uh, it's nice to, you know, kind of be on its own. It is a freestanding community. And there are some nature buffers that will never change. I, Very true. I say never, uh, probably never change. So it will it will keep that community feeling, which is very unique for Waconia, mm-hmm. for our, our area. So many communities just kind of run together, mm-hmm. and the community spirit in Waconia is is pretty phenomenal. The service organizations, the Lions, Rotary, different groups that are in Waconia are so strong, mm-hmm. and they do so much for our for Waconia in every every age group. So when you're thinking about, oh, I wish, you know, how, who, how many communities have take a kid fishing day? Mm-hmm. And so we really value Lake Waconia as our just prized possession of resource in our town that it's right, our town is right on Lake Waconia, and which is 10 miles around. It's a, it's the second largest lake in the, in the metro. And it, it's like you're up north because it's virtually undeveloped for most of the lake. And yet there are, you know, the in-town marina is a really cool business where you can rent a pontoon, rent a fish house. So the access to the lake is one of the cool things about Waconia. Yes, there are over 10,000 lakes in Minnesota, but our lake is, you know, it's very special. And it has an island in the middle that will become more and more open as Carver County develops that. So in your opinion, Kelly, what what do you think, you know, makes Waconia so unique or so great. You touched a little bit on, you know, the community feel and cohesiveness of kind of that big little town. Um, What else? What else would you add? Being the president of the Chamber of Commerce has really afforded me a a seat at the table to know all of our business owners. And it's a really unique thing that we have going on where our our shops get together and plan events together. And we do call it co-opetition. And it, (laughs) it is a phenomenal thing to watch our businesses that sell, you know, some of the same kinds of items working together. For instance, for Sister Saturday, which is May 9th, the walleye fishing opener, uh, that is an event. We have over 30 
shops and bars and restaurants that participate. And people come from over, you know, one one year we did a survey over 66 communities. People were from all over to come. Our shop owners are very, uh, they're kind and they love what they do and they, they love uh, meeting new people. And we just encourage everyone to be curious and go into shops. You know, this is one of the things I recommend when you're figuring out where you're going to move and you do move to Waconia, be curious and go into shops, even if you don't know what's in there, because those are your small town shops that actually put back into the community. They're the ones that are sponsoring different events that your kids are doing or you want to do. And uh, if you don't shop small, your, your shops go away. So we're we're so fortunate to have a diverse economy in Waconia. We have a large manufacturing segment. Our regional medical center is a, a fantastic asset in our community and so many different medical options in in the whole realm of caring for yourself. And really, you come, many people start in Waconia because they had a baby there. And then some people, they, you know, they come there because of the assisted living and the end of life process that they can have is very quality in Waconia. So birth to death, we got it covered. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Our economy, with all the new developments that are coming, it's a sweet time to have a shop in Waconia. Mm-hmm. And like I mentioned earlier, there's a really great spirit in our community for supporting local, shopping local. And uh, the Chamber of Commerce is, you know, we're always working on different initiatives to encourage people to be local, you know, volunteer and shop local and just really live local. And that's one thing I really love about our chamber. And, you know, thank you, Kelly, for supporting the general idea of coming together as business owners and and rallying for the wonderful community of Waconia. I feel that it's unique to to have so much support and camaraderie, cooperation among business owners. Well, it's been kind of the uh, talk for the last couple of years with the inventory being down, you know, where the where is the next housing development going to pop up and where are they going to start and what are the price points going to be. In uh, 2019, there were a total of 72 new home units uh, permits pulled, 51 of those being multifamily units and the remainder being uh, single family. So let's uh, yeah, let's chat about the uh, new developments that we know are going to happen in 2020. What, what have you guys heard? So the approvals have happened for Legacy Heights townhomes. They're twin homes right across from Quick Trip uh, by the strip mall there. Uh, that one has been approved. And they have started to build, actually, so you can start seeing what that's going to look like. Yeah. I wonder what's going to happen with that big pile of dirt. <laughs> that thing know. is like a mountain. <laughs> they just planted grass, so not sure. <laughs> it, I know, a, it looks like a berm. A, a new sledding hill. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, and then, yeah, another one that was recently approved was the Woodland Creek development down uh, – South of 284, and I think you know a little bit about that one. Um, yeah, the Woodland Creek development is going to, believe it or not, have six builder groups, which is going to be really, um, I think Waconia is waiting for a custom home builder to come back to town because we've we've had these national builders, which is great. I mean, they do, you know, there's a purpose for them as well. But for people that want just their own style, their own plans, it's just has been hard to find for our buyers and so this is a 52 single family um, development with um, an additional 13 villa um, lots as well. And there will be a few lots open for your, um, if somebody does want to bring their own builder in, there will be a few lots for that. Um, the prices on those lots are going to be 139 to 199 And yeah, 65 lots total. Um, it should be available 
um, to start construction October 15th, mid-October. I think they're oh. breaking ground, doing some things uh, late summer. So Yeah, that'll be a, a different mm-hmm. feel, you know, different neighborhood feel. That'll be exciting. For sure. The other one that's a big talk around town is the shores of Lake Waconia over on the east side of the lake. Um, there hasn't been much new construction around the lake in a long time, so it's uh, exciting for people to, to see that and talk about it. Uh, the shocker is the price tag on them. A lot of, uh, you know, they're starting at over a million for a uh, detached townhome. Obviously, they're going to be nice and quality, built by uh, Charles Cudd, but comes with a higher price tag. Yeah, definitely. So so those will be lakefront as well as, you know, some non-lakefront options. So also there has been a few sketch plans for some other areas uh, in Waconia. Uh, for example, we have the Fable and Pites properties, which is uh, Highway 5 West. Um, that is, again, just a sketch plan, but um, conversations are happening there. Yeah, that's pretty much right south of uh, 5 from that new bus garage that was constructed uh, in the last year, which is pretty neat and, to see. If you haven't seen that, it's a pretty, pretty big structure. And west of Oak Point, so that might impact a little bit there. As well as the uh, over on that side of town, the Bront property, which is right north of uh, Brook Peterson Park there, west of Pheasant Ridge. That uh, has kind of been a go in the works and for not a, while. a go. go. Um, I think it is going to come to fruition sometime in the next year or two for sure i think they're going to start breaking ground and which the whole plan for that one is over 240 um single family units when it's all said and done it's a lot of new friends moving to town (laughs) (laughs) also across from the shores of lake waconia on the east side of 92 uh, will be some developments too um as well so that's five something to watch in the next uh, next year to see all these you know come together and how fast they actually move will be interesting to me. Yeah, and in, in low inventory markets, you know, new construction is a response to that. So how do we accommodate the, the need for housing and the growth of Waconia? So very exciting things. Mm-hmm. We're going to wrap up today with some upcoming events uh, in Waconia. I really can't not be here and not talk about Nickel Dickel Day. It is our annual community festival. It'll be uh, 58 years old this year, and it's one reason people moved to town. Like, I love to talk about one of our business owners who came just to do the the 5K, ended up moving to Waconia, ended up owning a shop, and uh, just great community partners. And so it's a really good way to check out Waconia, coming out to an event, meet the people that live here. And uh, there's a that is the second Saturday after Labor Day every year. And there's a street dance the night before on September 18th. So there's a, just a never-ending stream of things going on in Waconia. And if you want to know how to find these things, there's a, a number of Facebook pages. So our Waconia Public Schools has a Facebook page, uh, the Waconia Chamber of Commerce Facebook page, Waconia Events. There's a new Facebook page called Waconia Buzz, which has all kinds of information about uh, kind of what's going on in town and in the shops in particular. And uh, also on our website, which is www.destinationwaconia.org. And we have a local newspaper also that is really phenomenal at covering community events. And I know even when I didn't live in Waconia, we got the paper because it's a great paper and it's, it comes out weekly. And it's really full of really good information. We have a new community editor who does a good job covering all things community. So uh, 
I just uh, think you shouldn't be. You should. You can also call the chamber if you have any questions. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks again for letting me be here. I really uh, appreciate your your new business, your team, and all the things that you bring to Waconia. So thanks for what you're doing. Thanks for joining us today. And please check out our website at www.smothersfolk.com. We also are on social media. Instagram is at Smothers Folk Realty Group. And our Facebook page is Smothers Folk Realty Group. Uh, please hit subscribe on whatever podcast source you found us on today. And please also rate and review the podcast. That concludes episode two of the Waconia Pulse. We look forward to bringing you more community and real estate updates soon. Thanks for checking your pulse. This has been the Waconia Pulse, a community-based podcast presented by the Smothers and Falk Realty Group, highlighting all things Waconia and the surrounding area. The Smothers and Falk Realty Group consists of licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Advantage Plus. You can find them online at smothersfalk.com which is S-M-O-T-H-E-R-S-F-A-L-K.com. If you have a Waconia or real estate-related question or comment that you would like included on this podcast, please call 612-352-9177. Again, that's 612-352-9177. Make sure you tell us to which show you are calling to contribute. And please know that we may include your voice recording in future episodes of this podcast. The Waconia Pulse was produced by Minnesota Podcasting and recorded in their St. Paul studios, and they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individual participants and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the Smothers and Falk Realty Group, Remax Advantage Plus, or Minnesota Podcasting. 